They give you a free digital download. So we were just fucking around a couple of days ago and we were looking at it and they had Lion King on there. So I'm like, hmm, should I, do I want to potentially ruin my childhood? Like yeah, favorite I just, Disney movie? I didn't, I didn't bother watching it because apparently it wasn't that great. So once you wrap your head around the fact that it's like real animals, yeah, like super CGI real animals. Yeah. <laughs> then you can get behind the fact that there's a fucking live warthog and a live whatever the fuck uh, Timon is singing Hakuna Matata. Meerkat, meerkat. Is it meerkat? Yeah, meerkat. He's like, <laughs> he's like singing Hakuna Matata. It just, it looks weird, obviously visually, because you're you're used to like the super colorful cartoon type of thing. But with this, they're trying to obviously bring it to like the new age, and it's like. Again, you have to accept the fact that you're watching a movie, which kind of scene by scene is the exact same movie. There are no differences. There's like the very slight difference where like Simba starts uh, eating the way that uh, Timon and put. Do you remember Lion King? Man, it's been years. years. I so watched it a lot as a kid, but I haven't watched it since I was a kid. So if you Probably remember, like, Sim- like beginning to end. After Mufasa dies, Scar tells Simba to run away. Yeah, when he's yeah. a kid, so I he runs that. away. Oh, I remember that. And that, <laughs> of course, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And that then scene. they have, um, then eventually Simba meets Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I remember the whole. So plot once they everything. once they meet them, uh, they start getting uh, Simba to eat their way, where they eat like maggots and like little things rather than yes, I remember the song because he's like walking around yeah, and like yeah, the antelopes yeah. are looking like oh shit, like there's a lion yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, they they cut it. They they cut in some. Um, Seth Rogen says something because he's Pumbaa. He goes, "Oh yeah, it's uh, it's vegan friendly or something like that too, right?" Like they they add little clips or little parts to the script like that where they they try to make it more our generation per se. Um, but again, once you get over the fact that it is super CGI and it looks like, but does it look good? It looks good, right? In it my would. opinion, it looks good. They two issues I had with it though, uh, Mufasa. They kept the same guy with the with the voice, James Earl Jones or whatever his name is. Great voice, don't get me wrong, but he just sounds super old. Like yeah. he sounds like Mufasa is supposed to be mighty and like strong and like yeah, because he dies be, in his prime. No? Yeah, but he just sounds old. It, that's that's the part that had me a little bit off about that. And even Scar as well, he looks super old. Whereas they could have made him look more menacing. Like he has a scar on his face. Have you seen the picture of him? Like the CGI version of him. I think so, and a lot of people. I think they were saying how he looks too depleted. He look, like he yeah, looks sickly. Exactly, sickly. You yeah. want him to look like I wish a they little. had like the full but black he's, mane. He's even in the cartoon. He's he's always supposed to look like a little cowering bitch next to Mufasa. Like he's so he's 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 a tiny skinny. That's true, but but but, but even the mane. Maybe I feel it was like overdone. They, they made they made like the mane not as like scraggly or something. Yeah, they made yeah. It scraggly. The the scar wasn't. I think as, I saw a picture. The scar wasn't as prominent as I wish it was. You know what I mean? Like it was there, but it just didn't look like, you know, the scar that you're used to seeing in the mm-hmm. fucking Disney show. So I enjoyed it strictly for the fact that I wrapped my head around the fact that it's going to be super CGI and animal based. Yeah. Um, and if you have an hour and a half that you just want to fuck around with, go for it. <laughs> it's hard for me to bother, but maybe, maybe. If you ever have kids and whenever I have kids too, I'm going to show them the first one. Up until the point that they can understand the difference between CGI and cartoon. Yeah. Like, all right, this is what it, you know, this is what the new version looks like. 
But you always have to show the kids like the old school Disney VHS. Pull out the fucking VHS. Yeah, that's the and one. Show that to them. That's the one that I watched a lot of times as a kid. That was like my favorite shit. You see what my girl has out there? Like all those. Fight- I don't know if you booked it in the living room. There's the yeah. whole stack yeah. of VHSs. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, she, a, well, I, with Disney Plus, you ain't gonna need it, but touche. But there's <laughs> nothing like unwinding a tape and rewinding it and putting it back into the VHS. You got to teach the kids that type of shit. That's hilarious. The struggles, yo. There's not actually, just one fucking press. Now that I think of it, I actually do have a, a VHS, uh, a VCR, a VHS player. <laughs> I forgot, man. A VCR it's been too long. Yeah, I actually have one. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I think it's good to keep around. But one thing Rob was actually telling me as well. He goes, yo. Get that shit digital now. Like every video that you have, there's something that you can like, you can take it to a store or even you can do it yourself where you can just record everything to like a USB now. So it's just a file now. You can just find that. Those same movies online and just download a copy (laughs) somehow. You know what I mean? You're right. You're right. Uh, Joker was good. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to do like super spoilers or anything like that. It was good, but massively overhyped. Okay. That's your opinion. Okay. You're the first one to say that. Uh, Others are saying... It lived up to the hype. Or um, it was just as good. It was a masterpiece. It was amazing. But you're saying it was good, but not that Above good. average superhero movie. Like, right? it's an 8, but people are calling it a 10. 11. <laughs> people okay. are calling it a yeah. fucking 11. Earlier today, I it's saw somebody great, on Twitter say the same shit. Great. Somebody okay. was like, oh, okay. uh, greatest movie I've ever seen. I'm like, pump the brakes, homie. Pump the brakes. Oh, my God. Okay, you know, should I say names? Okay, one of Harmon, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he watched... Uh, joker the other day too yeah. right apparently he went in not watching any trailers so he heard joker movie and thought like it's a superhero movie and he <laughs> no. came out and he was tell he was the only one who was obviously- he pissed he gave me a bad re- he's like <laughs> dude fuck that movie bro i went in i was like what the fuck is this slow shit going on and stuff i'm like dude it's a drama you didn't know that he's like no i thought it was gonna be like a proper superhero movie like joker i see joker thinking about batman right oh. i'm like no dude you're gonna get bruce wayne in there you're gonna yeah so imagine thinking you're getting like an action fest and then going in and getting that in a theater he was just so irritated he seems like a guy that's like super detached from like the pop culture oh yeah he's hilarious in that sense but yeah when he goes to watch it it's it's entertainment (laughs) like that's it like it's he's just trying to sit back relax watch something entertaining he's not into dramas too much so super minimal action like yeah that's what that's what i heard too it's all more mental and like how he became obviously and his portrayal is it is it heath ledger level see that that's that's the difference though i forgot who brought it up before but it's like Heath Ledger you get for an accumulated maybe 30 to 35 minutes in that yeah. Dark Knight Rises and movie. this one, there's a lot more. It's all Joker, right? Yeah. So I liked I liked Heath Ledger's Joker just because of how like crazy he did seem, like out of his mind. This one was a little bit more, because they try to give you more reason. Wasn't he more he dark? Crazy. He was dark, yeah. yeah. Right? And they gave a... They try to make it, I don't know if this is really a spoiler, but like they try to make it seem like it's a condition he has of laughing rather than oh, okay. him just wanting to laugh. Oh, okay. So that's, Whatever, that's another watch thing, that. right? Yeah. I don't want to get too much into it and start like fucking around with people and, and spoilering. I'm sorry if I fucking spoiler, but uh, yeah, dude, huge fucking fights this past week. We had not huge, but a plethora of fights. We had like over three fights, uh, three events this past week. Uh, Cage Cage Warriors at an event too, but obviously we don't oh, no. really give a fuck. <laughs> no. um, so let's start off with Friday. Uh, we had Bellator 
Uh, and the main event oh, was Frank Mir, Roy Nelson. Did you watch it? No, I just heard about the result. Frank Mir won another decision. Did you did, did you read up how he won the decision no. or anything about the fight? I just kind of assumed it was probably the same way as the first fight. So how do you think he won this fight? Let's, let's uh, get that. Clinching? Maybe some... <laughs> maybe a bit of distance this guy channeled and... his inner Edson Barboza and leg kicked the fuck out of Roy oh, Nelson for three rounds it was because obviously Roy wasn't able to like establish his footing yeah. and really get off power shots or anything like that right so he like from the get go from bell to bell he was just on his leg and he didn't seem to overcommit on striking too much with his hands at least to, to rock or drop that's interesting right Nelson. so there's none of that but it was a lot of like mirrors look terrible I mean they both look really course. bad recently mm-hmm. but that's cool. But I was surprised that he came out with that type of game plan and stuck to it. Stuck to it to the point where he didn't overextend or even get into a danger position where Roy Nelson could capitalize yeah, or didn't or want to land a knockout damage, blow. Yeah. So decent win for him there. Uh, another big thing that happened that night as well, they announced a, a big fight. Chandler Henderson too. This is one Three of those. Three-rounder now, right? Okay. Because there's no title. This is one of those where everyone's just in agreement that, yeah, Chandler won. I, I Do you remember this fight? I remember we had a little bit of a discussion about it because there's one round where I think Chandler was holding him down four. but not doing round anything. Round four. Everyone scored it for Chandler, it seems. Yeah. But I'm like, he, he just, just held him. him and yeah. Henderson landed the strikes from the defensive position. So I gave it to Henderson. Yeah. I had Henderson winning the fight. Apparently, most people was like, what, what are you yeah, crazy? Chandler, like yeah. Chandler won that fight easily. But mm-hmm. I remember watching that first time. I thought Henderson actually won the first fight. So this is actually I think an interesting they had rematch. it 4-1, right? Uh, no, it was three. It should have been three, at least two? three two. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I think some people actually might have had a four one, but yeah. I think it was like one two and four were hundred percent Henderson, and I was kind of like four. I don't know about that. Man. Four, I like, remember four was the sketchiest one because that was the one. And where I remember he was on the ground. I told you, you you watched the fight after me, mm-hmm. and I was like, "How would you score round four? And you're like. I'm thinking you probably scored it for Henderson. So you knew right away. Just so based like, yeah, off okay, of like the damage off of his back. Yeah, you saw right? it too. I was like, is it just me tripping? Because I see like most people, almost everyone scoring it for Chandler. I do recall like tweeting it out afterwards as well. Yeah. And then people are like giving me flack. They're like, no way he won that round. Yeah, I'm like rewatch like, it. I don't know, man. What are we basing this off of? Like yeah. number one criteria in judging a fight is normally damage. Yeah, right. he was literally just pinning him against the cage, and and Henderson was just had his legs tied up and landing little elbow, not nothing much, but it was something. It's super weird seeing them because they they had like a like a face to face through Skype type of thing where they had Mike Goldberg kind of interviewing I, both I, them. I, I definitely they tuned so out. Old. They looked. I, I definitely tuned out because that that shit is really awkward and cringy with Bellator. I can't <laughs> throw Mike Goldberg. Mike Goldberg, in there. yeah. What the. <laughs> Fuck, man, he's gonna say some dumb shit, and you know it. We don't need Mike Goldberg trying to, no. you know, let John McCarthy try that shit out. I'm sure he could do a better job. It's it's funny now, the few times like you watch a Bellator event here and there because not on as often, yeah. And you hear Goldberg, and now you hear a UFC broadcast without him. You're kind of like, Thank oh God. yeah, it was it definitely was the right call. Yeah, to, to, to John, John, he's just so hokey. Talk. He's Nobody. just so hokey. He's too goofy. Like you hear it now. Now that it's off the UFC broadcast yeah. and they're without it, it's you a get, little you bit more Anik exaggerated. There. Yeah, Anik is an actual play-by-play he who is loves the sport. With that but who shit. also loves the sport, like a exactly. huge super fan, which is kind of rare to get. So and he does the work too because he does more. I feel like he does way more research than Mike Goldberg ever did. Oh, go, so he has more. Goldie relied on his mannerisms and his little one-liners and stuff. He didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. But. I, I, there's a, I, th- I forgot what fight it was either on Bellator 
Yeah, it was on Friday. He said something about how this fighter, his longest fight has only been six minutes and 40 seconds long or something. And then the fight got into the third round. It goes, first time this fighter's ever been in the third round. I guess that doesn't make sense since I just told you guys he went like six minutes and something unless he was fighting two three-minute rounds or something or three two-minute okay, rounds or something yeah, like that. Jeez, Goldie, stop, stop trying to save yeah. yourself, bro. Just stop. And and I love that Big John tries to like baby him along with it. Big John, he's okay. He he deals with it properly because he knows How do you capacity. like him on commentary? I think he's all right. I don't mind it. I, yeah, I, really I, I, don't could, mind I could it. do without him, but I'm, I don't hate him there. That's how I feel. I'm mm-hmm. a different kind of... One thing I wanted to show you actually, it was from last night's Bellator, but we'll get into that when we get to that card um was there anything else big on that bellator card that I'm, now that i'm thinking about it i don't think so 231 oh was there was uh was nemkov or someone fighting i think i saw a couple of decent names in the, on that card i just scanned the card <sighs> that that was one of the cards that I actually uh back uh oh back, back rollings got armbarred or something yeah. yeah could you believe she was a f- solid favorite again i'm i'm so pissed i didn't bet on that fight <laughs> I was so fucking pissed. I I, I watched uh, glimpses of that fight actually, and yeah, from what I saw, it was just like her getting held down, and then I didn't watch the finish. But like she has no ground fight. game whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Davis goes out there and has a great performance. Yeah, he TKO'd that that young guy. He apparently. put it on him, dude. Yeah. Like he he obviously was going for his takedowns as normal, and and he wasn't having as much success with it in the first two rounds. But in the third round, it was really like getting mm-hmm. on to uh, Carl. I think the guy's name was. Um, and then, yeah, he was just overwhelming him, dude. He just kept getting into this position where they're up against the cage and, uh, Phil was kind of riding the guys back and he was just trying to get wrist control on one side so that he can continue pounding his face in and fuck it was, it was Nasty. very dominant. I was very surprised Good that Phil Davis him, was just going out there trying to get a, get yeah, a bet okay, like that. Where does he go? Cause nobody wants Bader Davis three for the light heavyweight um, belt. They're talking about, uh, Bader, just who's Bader fight. supposed to fight? They're, the, the Ryzen. No, no, no. So they were talking about that initially, but now they're trying to... I don't know why they're wiping that away. But I think they're going to do Bader against uh, Vadim Nebenkov, who's that guy that's been... He's the one who in. beat Davis by split decision. Yes, that guy. So they they're, they want to line that up. So I'm. what I heard was they're potentially going to do Phil Davis against the Risen guy, the champion over oh, there. Oh, I, I like that better. But they should do it in Bellator. Because if he goes over to Risen and wins the Risen belt... Not as the Bellator champion. It's it seems kind of weird. I think they should only really. I guess they have enough of a relationship. He can he can just fight he can go there. back and forth. He can fight there, yeah, once a year or something. It was cool. a decent showing again, I guess. And one thing that really caught me off guard is they said he's thirty five. Yeah. How fucked is that? Considering like when we like got into the sport and he was like a rising star. And remember yeah. we went to go watch him now against he's Rashad Evans vet. and shit. Like we're like, oh, he's gonna beat Rashad. He's the fucking new guy. No, no, no. I was I maybe. I, yeah, I know you were a Rashad dick I, was, I love Rashad, man. <laughs> I love Rashad. Just, yeah, I fucking love Rashad, man. <laughs> I, I thought Phil Davis had a decent chance back then just because yeah. of all the potential that he That's why I was showed. so happy in that fight. I was like, yo, he just tooled Davis. Yeah. And he's smaller. He showed what mixed than, martial arts wrestling is about. He fucked him up, yeah. Right? He told, Like, Davis was the one grappling everyone, and yeah. Rashad, the smaller guy, just completely outgrappled him. And that was him. insane, just considering, like, all the steam Phil Davis had back then. And yeah. Rashad was like, come here, young boy. Easy, yeah, yeah. And that was like a Rashad who wasn't even, like, that hype about it like he was mostly yeah. just defending what davis was doing and then reversing it all and and flipping it on him but he wasn't like that was that was still after the machida loss and i felt he got a little gun shy after that oh yeah that was i think that was his first loss if i'm not mistaken yeah, yeah the machida the, that was a knockout and i don't i think he was always gun shy after that and then the jones loss he kind of never recovered mm-hmm. after that then. i just want to make sure i did oh yeah uh ed ruth against jason jackson did you watch that fight no i didn't watch that fight. so it was uh 
this was one of the fights I actually wanted to get into our deciding splits, but yeah, okay. we got Ray and Johnson we're going to get into, so we'll save that for that. But okay, in terms of Ed Ruth and Jason Jackson, this was a fight where uh, the first two rounds were kind of clear. I think it was 1-1. One, one. Uh, and then in the third round, Jason Jackson, within the first 45 seconds, he drops Ed Ruth. Like, drops him. Ed Ruth, like, completely gets his wits back about him. And then the rest of the round completely outpoints Jason Jackson on the feet. Like, keeping the... He this just is the first round. Him. This was the third round. Okay. Third round. He get he gets drops in, dropped in the first 45 seconds. And then in the last like four minutes of that round, he's just pushing the pace, staying in Jason Jackson's face, uh, and like continuously landing shots. Didn't do obviously uh didn't land a big enough shot as much as to drop yeah, Jason but he Jackson. Was consistently laying it on consistently him. Consistently laying on him, pushing the pressure, pushing like, the pressure. Like jabs or like jabs power shots, good by, combos. Jabs followed by like a right hand, but that was about it, like a power round. But nothing to the point of just completely rocking Jason Jackson. I'll let you watch it eventually on a, on a separate note. Because did you watch that fight or no? I, I think I told you to stay away from. Not watch it. Sorry. Did you see the result for that fight? Yeah, Ed Ruth by split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I texted. Him, I'm like, yo, don't watch that. Just in case we go over a decide splits, I want to get your like initial reaction to it. Uh, what were the first two rounds like? I think it was Ed Ruth that won. No, Jason Jackson won the first. Ed Ruth won the second. And then the third. I can't remember exactly how they won each round, but for sure it was, was quick. Like, third round was one was more of a toss-up. Interesting. Okay. A lot of people had money on Jason Jackson too, just because he was a pretty sizable underdog in that bet. And he has a lot of experience, way more fights than Ed Ruth as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, I didn't pull the trigger there, but uh, a lot of people were pissed off with that decision. Unfortunate, you know. Uh, Interesting. One thing I did want to show you from last night's Bellator before we get into the, the Singapore card is, did you see uh, Baby Slice? No, I just, I, I tuned in right after his fight was done, but then I saw the result was like 20, 30 second knockout or something. Let me show you the 30 second knockout though. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, was it a nasty one? Was it a KO or a TKO? <laughs> I'll let you be the judge right no, here. <laughs> Where is it? Right here. What is he now? He's like four and two. I don't know exactly, but he might be. If he's four and zero after this, or four and two after this, he should be three, two, and one. All right, can you see this at all? Watch this. Play, motherfucker, play. Okay, there we go. Oh my god! When technology doesn't cooperate with you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Come on. There we go. Okay, watch this. Were they all to the back of the head? So the initial one that dropped the guy looked like it was right at the back of the head. Let's see if I can play that one more time. I don't know why it's giving me so many issues. There we go. How, right? That's completely illegal. Like they're, that, they're especially all, that. First, the first one is the one that really wobbles the guy, and that's yeah, the one that's that lands on the back of his head. Like that's like a twelve to six to the back. Not, of the head. Yeah. What the fuck? How so, did it go down as a win? Apparently, so I didn't hear the broadcast. I only saw that. But people were saying that Big John was even kind of defending the stop. It's saying the only illegal one, if any of them, were was the second one. But that was unintentionally illegal. I don't know about but that. But when you have such a repeated amount of illegal offenses, back to back to back to back, all within five seconds, 
What That's the illegal. Fuck is going on? He didn't even warn him or anything. No. What is that? No, the guy went for a takedown, and you saw that. That was like thirty seconds, not even twenty seconds. How do you rule? That's like a blatant DQ. Yeah, hundred percent. That's right? ridiculous. Uh, the other guy's manager was already on Twitter saying like, "I don't normally complain about like stuff and bad decisions or anything like that," but he goes, "That one was very bad, very very bad." I even tweeted at the guy. I'm like, "You should get on the phone." email whoever the fuck you need to email and start appealing that shit asap and he reply he goes i've already emailed some people i'm like yeah good dude like that's it, absurd and can't so be getting away with that that has to be a dq yeah that's ridiculous because now the guy got knocked out as a result of this shit as also as a result of that illegal shot the guy you know he got wa- rocked and obviously he was able to follow up with that even the follow-up shots seemed like they were to the back of the head how fucking crazy was that? That was ridiculous. Wow. I was I was very surprised that that, that even like was a win. And there wasn't as uh, more of a stink on the broadcast about it too because apparently people are saying they just glossed over and didn't really say anything about it. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> Come on. That's uh, really weird. Yeah, because I didn't even hear anything about controversy over this. I just saw the result. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, knock the guy out. No. Poor, poor, poor. Yeah, kiddos. that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, so last night's Bellator card, uh, there were like two big-ish fights, at least for me being a super hardcore fan, that got uh, canceled. Fucking uh, Vitaly Minikov versus Javi Ayala. That never ended up happening because Minikov couldn't get a visa or some shit. And okay, they found yeah. out on like the Tuesday. Yeah, I think I, I missed that one too. Like, I don't know where that fight went actually. What Wait, was that? Was that on the prelims or the main card? No, it got scrapped, I'm saying. Okay, it did get yeah. okay because I'm like, wait, I remember watching the broadcast, waiting for it, and it never really happened, and then I kind of forgot about it, and I'm like, wait, yeah, I didn't end up watching. This. Yeah, no, on Tuesday I think it came out that Minikov wasn't able to get his visa, okay. so they had to cancel the fight. I'm like, that's a bitch. <laughs> uh, and that then, seems like a little gimme of a fight, like Minikov against Ayello. Minikov well, should he should have beat Czech Congo in the rematch. He should still be undefeated. Technically. This is actually like a little bit of a Tony Ferguson Khabib type of thing because they were scheduled to fight before. And then Ayala had to pull out. I forgot exactly why. And then Minikov went in there and fought Tim Johnson, I believe it was. And then they booked it again. And now Minikov's out. <laughs> I don't know if they're ever going to fucking get this fight. Yeah. Why does it have to happen, though? Uh, and then Robin Van Roosmullen. I'm not sure if you know much about that guy. But he was like a glory champion, kickboxing champion. 2-0 in MMA so far. Okay. 3-0 coming into this fight. Uh, and then I think a day or two before Wayans... He's like, I can't make the weight. 155. This is that one where he weighed 155 for a featherweight fight? Uh, I think it was like over story? 10 pounds. I'm not even sure if he weighed in or not. That's the thing. It but was over 10 rough, pounds. Yeah. It okay, was, it was over 10 pounds. And then pounds. the fight got scrapped because the other guy turned it down. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it was a featherweight fight at 145. Oh he weighed in at 155. Yeah. Come on, dude. So the guy's like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. The guy's, the guy's a killer, dude. So like, the other guy is... Uh, Really good with jiu-jitsu. I think he's a BJJ black belt yeah, or something okay. like that. And then Van Roosmallen is just it's a like a kickboxer, yeah. So I was hoping to bet the fucking fight doesn't go to decision here because like obviously that is the play to make here, uh, depending on where that fight stays and who gets the, the advantage. Um, but the rest of the card, Nick Newell goes out there and gets an L. <laughs> oh, yes. I had that fight on. Yeah, I was kind of in and out of that one, but it was, was a, a lot of grappling. Should have been for the other guy. Unanimous. No problem. Yeah, I, I definitely felt like it looked like he won. He had like an adrenaline the, dump or something. He had most of the positions on him. Yeah. It yeah. was kind of like a little boring, a little stagnating, stalling a lot against the cage, but he had the better position. What, what's your perception of Nick Newell, though? Like, man, he's, dude, to do what he does and like even the guys he's beat, he's beat some legit guys yeah. with one fucking hand. It's crazy, but he's not going to cut in the UFC or anything like that. He definitely seems like, like a middle of, like, well, definitely. 
I don't know, like just just shy of the UFC level. But yeah, he's well, he's, he's been on the some, contender series. He's yeah, on the contender series he's been some big names though. So like not big names, like huge names, but you know what I'm saying, like yeah, guys yeah, that yeah. you actually know of yeah. and who have beaten other guys who are legit, and you're like, holy fuck, like Nick Newell beat that guy. His his wrestling is very like yeah. imposing though. So yeah. and he is big, like. Obviously, the lack of weight that he has to give up in his arm is to the rest. He has a huge torso. Like, his right arm is probably so powerful. <laughs> like everything be. about the grip, everything yeah. must be like ridiculous. And it's probably easier for him to get chokes though with the smaller nub, whatever the fuck you yeah. want to call it, right? Because he has it all the way up to like past the elbow. Yeah. But so then, it's still a little yeah. bit of grip, right? Um, Patrick Mix, Isaiah Chapman, you know what I'm I don't even think I, do. I watched that fight. No. Patrick Mix is a motherfucker you need to look out for. Okay. Cool. There's a reason he was a minus 1,000 favorite. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Bellator has a lot of those, those squash fights. Yeah. he. You know who he beat in his last fight, actually? Ricky Bandejas. Oh, okay. The guy who knocked out, out uh, Gallagher. Yeah. He choked him nice. out. Uh, dude is good, man. Like, he's very long and lanky, has a really good wrestling background, uh, as well as his grappling is, like, next level because he's super lanky and he knows how to kind of utilize his legs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So re- pretty much right off the bat with Isaiah Chapman, he got him down, took his back, and held his back for, I think it ended up going to the second round. Uh, I can't remember completely, but then he eventually got the choke. But the dude's good. Like, he's definitely somebody that should be looked out for, and I think he's a 45er. Bandeas was 45, right? Or was that 35? Uh, 45. 45. Gallagher's featherweight, yeah. Yeah, so 45. Yeah. So I think this is somebody that they, well, if they ever have another like featherweight tournament, he should definitely be in there or even as an alternate because he's going to fucking make some noise. Right. Uh, Paul Daly versus Sadawad. I had the under yeah. two and a half here. I was kind of scared initially because Sadawad seemed like he didn't want to be there and he was really doing his best to like Did you stay hit away from Yeah, the you stages. hit it, right? Well, of it course. was like a minute and a half into the second round. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the first round, he just looked a little bit too hesitant. He didn't seem like he wanted to engage as much. And I'm like, Paul Daly's probably not going to be able to pull the trigger. And then fucking I left hand from hell again. Going into the fight, I was like, Paul Daly should finish this guy. Yeah. Like he should win. And you know, remember Sadawad just fought like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I didn't know that. Right? Yeah. I, I, I heard Who that on the broadcast. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I can't remember who he lost to, but he, oh, uh, Yamaguchi, Goiti, Goiti Yamaguchi. Sorry, yeah, he just subbed him out quick, and he's like, "All right, let me just get get the fuck back in there." He's more uh, of a stand up fighter, so I was surprised that he like took the fight against Paul Daly though, like two short notes, and then he didn't even really look like you, like you said, he, he looked really, like he, he was a little there. scared, and then boom, just left hook. He kind of he kind of went like wild, like a too, James right? Vick type <laughs> ball, yeah. Yeah, almost did that inflatable two man, yeah, whatever the fuck yeah. thing is there. Uh, and then obviously the main event, Roy McDonald, Douglas Lima. Yeah. Uh, first two rounds were a little bit of a snooze fest. I thought Rory won the first round. I thought second round, Douglas Lima won. Yeah, see, the the first round... It was more uh, of a feeling out process. The first round was one where I was like, Lima should get that, but I think the judges are going to give it to Rory. The most he did in that round, though, was like a leg kick. Yeah, but I thought Rory did absolutely nothing. And like Lima just did... Even what little he did was enough to win. Like that's how I kind of felt. About I think that there was round. two judges that had a fifty. Yeah, yeah. So, so that two judges kind of, probably already saw it that. And way. then the the second I felt Lima just barely outpointed him, and then he and started then, to take over because that's when yes. Rory started to go for the takedowns more, which allowed more openings for Douglas Lima. Lima was able to get the takedown defense, and he was countering and well. He was, he was countering starting, really he was well. Starting to light Dude, him some up, of those jabs. Yep. He was really snapping Rory's head back. His timing was great. Rory just couldn't get anything done. It didn't standing. seem like Rory really wanted to be there, to be honest. Again, right? Same little feeling you get. Yeah. Like I, that, maybe or 
he just gets he seems to just get shut down easily uh, maybe it's like, like a, one, a confidence like, thing like it's like maybe, if he doesn't maybe, feel like i think it just fight. is a mental thing like sometimes he's ready to go maybe recently he's just not ready to go but he i don't know maybe he was also overhyped a bit like he was supposed to be the second coming of gsp yeah and like he's just keeps he's hitting short. roadblocks and losing fights that everyone thinks that you should probably be winning so with with rory though it's also you do tee him up to be like gsp 2.0 but then when he gets all these big fights, he's always falling short. Yeah. Right? You got the you got the Robbie Lawler fight, both Robbie Lawler fights. Yeah, like the first Lawler fight, I remember Rory was a like three to one favorite, and I put a little money on Lawler, and I remember hitting that bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he was supposed to easily win that fight. He's absolutely found Jesus. Like if you did you listen to the post fight presser? Not press conference, but the post fight interview with him. He, he, in that, the cage? It seems like that's all he. Yeah, yeah. He keeps talking. He about goes. It. He goes. Yeah. Oh, it was a it was a pleasure of mine to step in here with the fellow fellow brother of Christ. You know, glad that Jesus was looking over us and during this. I'm like, ah, it's painful. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. I'm completely off the Rory train now. Yeah, he's be uh, religious all you want. You know, what I mean, I'm not trying to like shit on anybody who's religious, but still, like. He's too preachy when they when they get all preachy and weird about it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit too much. Like, stop talking about it. It's cool. First person Douglas Lima thanked the big man upstairs yeah, right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's where it stopped for him because then he's like, thank my coach, thank my teammates. I like Douglas Lima. Lima. I think everyone great. likes Douglas Lima. He's so, cool. Uh, Sean Grand, uh, I think he's one of the commentators for Bellator, was one of the commentators. He goes, uh, Douglas Lima is finally able to step out of the shadow of his brother Diego being in the UFC. I'm like, wait a second, bro. I'm what? sorry. He actually fucking said that? Are you kidding? Is right be- <laughs> Here's the funny part. Right before you said that, I was just about to say, isn't it weird how Diego's the one in the UFC? I was literally about to say that until you said that. That's Dude, insane. Everybody was made, like, right after that came out, everybody was piling on him. People are like, uh, it's, are you it's, out unfortunate, of your it's unfortunate that Shogun, who has been living in Ninja, was a shadow. And I put out there, uh, it's, it's shitty that Matt Hughes is living in Mark Hughes' shadow. <laughs> oh shit like that. I'm like, think about it. Either you're not a true Chinzo MMA fan. and Leotos. Chinzo and Leotos, right? <laughs> Either you're not a real MMA fan or that's the stupidest statement you could or possibly Joe make. Joe Lozon and Dan Lozon. It doesn't just because you're in Bellator doesn't completely mean that your you know your your skills and your accomplishments should be downplayed. They're not because especially in this day and age now where the Bellator, Bellator is actually getting a lot of the UFC time. It's not even like look at his record. Yeah. And look, Diego feels like a fighter who's still coming into his own as like younger and, and third like, time like welterweight new. champion. Third time. Yeah. Three times. Douglas Lima time. has been fighting time. the best for years. Yeah. Like he, dude, he, he easily, he's actually beaten. Again, I know Lorenz Larkin's been kind of like a, a little bit of a bust coming into Bellator yeah. because of that daily loss, especially yeah. where you're like, oh my god, you can't, you lost a daily. Like, look how you were looking in the UFC, Neil right? Magny, I think Magny. And was then he his even had fight. a close fight against Lima, right, in his yeah. debut. But Lima's like that's like two top UFC guys, especially mm-hmm. in Rory, that he's he's handled, dismantled. Yeah, like even the first uh, Lima Rory fight, you didn't feel like Rory won the fight. You felt like he won the MMA contest. True. Right, but like, I think damage wise, like Lima definitely fucked him up more. So that's why coming into this fight, he was the favorite. One of the big losses for Lima was Ben Askren too. Yeah, right. You got, I, but I if they have really a rematch that, now. Well, especially, are we going to get into the Ben Askren fight, man? <laughs> oh, oh, you we're going to get into UFC Singapore. Don't worry about that. that. 
but let's let's give That's, Lima a little bit of shine. I mean, like, I love Maya, and thank, yeah. I'm really happe for Maya, but like the Askren. That's it. Like the experiment's over, bro. My the point I'm trying to make is if you're supposed to get Ben Asker now fighting the Douglas Lima of today, it's kind of like catching these guys at almost at the wrong time. Like I I like to think of it as like Floyd Mayweather against Canelo Alvarez. Here's what the problem you, though. He would definitely be his takedown defense was on point against Rory, very right? Good. Amazing, right? But you're gonna get but, better takedowns from Ben Asker. But the issue, though, like in the fifth round, when you finally do get him down, he doesn't seem that great at getting back up. He still seems to have an issue with getting back up. Uh, yeah. But it's just super difficult to get him down. But a guy like Askren, he'll probably get you down at some point. So you got to have something to get back up. I, I think so. That it could still go the same way. Like he could still could, control Lima. But I, I still think that Lima's shown improvement in his like. If anyone's improved more, definitely Lima. Douglas Lima, 110 percent. Like, there was actually one close. exchange. I'm not sure if you saw it in your middle of your doze off. Yeah, the fight. I was. I was uh, trying to stay away <laughs> from the whole thing. I was dozing. Yeah, it, it was out. like the fight started almost at midnight Eastern Standard Time, so it cut us some. And then the slack. first two rounds were like, come on, is this what we're getting here? Like, yeah. throw something. And then the third, a little bit, but I was like, yeah. I'm not sure if you saw the exchange where uh, McDonald. I think it was the fourth round. McDonald got him down. Uh, it was like a weird exchange because Lima was throwing a kick or something and then Roy went for the kick or uh, for the takedown, got the takedown and then Lima actually reversed him immediately. Like he did some sort of like butterfly sweep immediately and reverse positions and got on top. Okay, see, I don't think I saw that, okay. but I did see like that was actually Lima. Impressive. I think I, I did see Lima on top of Rory at yeah. one point. So I was probably like in and out. It was probably right before the, that. Missed the scramble. Yeah. yeah. It was an impressive scramble. I was not expecting that from him at all. But the takedown defense just seems so fucking on point. His takedown D was like, it was like Rory was hitting a wall. Like as soon as he just drove his hips in and yeah. stopped, he couldn't. One of the first takedown him. attempts were actually Rory got in on him. Yeah. And it he just seemed stopped like he, him. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, what the like, fuck? I'm like, that's some strength right there. Like he's got a solid base. I was, I was very surprised at that. Um, but so many people are like so high on Douglas Lima. Like he's, he's the, almost the entire betting community was on Douglas. Lima. I would love to see him in the UFC, especially now. I don't think but we're going to get it. I don't, I don't think so either. I don't think um, we're going to get Michael Chandler. I don't think we're going to get What Douglas incentive Lima. does he have to leave when he can beat everyone in Bellator and, and win million dollar nice Grand Prix? Exactly. He won a million. Is he going to go to the UFC and get a million dollar paycheck? Probably, Probably not. not. That's the problem. But like, He would need to, would need to wreck shop in Bellator for he's a He's top five welterweight. Easy in the UFC. <laughs> Uh, I think he's well. Okay, well, let's let's, let's go to the, the rankings right here. Yeah, yeah. I let's the check the list right out first. <laughs> okay, here's one. Jorge is number three. You don't think Douglas Lima would be favored in a fight against Jorge Masvidal? I think he would. He could. Yeah, he's the bigger fighter. Jorge's probably not going to get him down. Yeah, I think you're right. He's got the boxing advantage, but overall striking, Lima might have the. <sighs> The advantage, like, for, come for, on, man! I could see him being a top I, five. I need to. I really need to see Jorge fight, especially Jorge against Nate. I need to see that fight to really see where Jorge Let's see. is, Let's see. because I feel like he's be, his skills are being super exaggerated right now with the Darren Till knockout, with the quick Ben Askren finish. Like, we need to see more from him, in my opinion. The, the Darren Till one was like he got dropped right away in that first fight. Um, he got, yeah, he got, he got dropped he got immediately. Flash knock. Um, and Darren Tell was doing a really good job with holding the distance. And I think he was winning that fight before he got knocked out. At least no, that first round. In no. that first round, I thought he won. Uh, yeah, yeah, because the of the knockdown. But the second round, no, even if towards the end of the first round and all up to the knockout in the second, Jorge was 
Like Till would land like one or two, one, and right, then no. Hori would counter with like two or three no, bombs right. and start to. He was one to thing get that Hori yeah. did really well in that fight, which was uh, switching stances. Oh, Once yeah, he started yeah. switching to the southpaw, that's kind of what threw. He Darren did a little stutter step thing and just bombed him. Right, yeah. yeah, right after the, the right when the second round started, he started to play with the stance switch. So I think that kind of threw off Darren Till. Hundred percent, he tripped him out. Yeah, I I, I do actually do agree with you though. I do think Douglas Lima would be favored this time around against. Uh, Jorge Masvidal. So you gotta say he's a top five UFC welterweight. Leon Edwards. Based on, yeah, that, that would be an interesting fight. Leon right. Edwards is like one of those where it's like, well, he doesn't look imp- super impressive in any one of his fights, mm-hmm. but then he beats everybody. I know. So it's like, what I the know. fuck? He I still know. keeps winning. He's just doing enough to beat these guys. Yeah, like Los he, Anjos. Like he even got rocked against the uh, against Brian Barberino when when they fought. Brian Barberino when yeah. they fought. <laughs> yeah. He got rocked against him in the third round and kind of like how, just held that out. How about Darren Till against Douglas Lima? How do you think that would go? I would favor Lima. I think I think okay, here's what I think about Darren Till. I think he's got all the skill in the world. He seems to be a low IQ fighter. If we're oh, being yeah. honest. He like, has tall man striking defense and I don't like that. The, he relies on his like movement backwards. Yeah, he's got amazing footwork and that left and like crazy Chris striking and stuff. But like when he fought like a, a top level guy like a Jorge who's who they're going to game plan and stuff. Yeah. Like I don't think he has more than his natural gifts. I don't know if he can adjust and you know what I mean? Like as well. So fight IQ wise, I'd give it to Lima there. And I think Lima would probably win that fight too. I'd probably. I don't know if he'd be favored though. Yeah, that we'd have to. Well, we have to see how Till looks against Gastelum. I don't think it's gonna go well. For I. Th- <laughs> I don't think it's gonna go well. I think I'm being completely awesome. You gotta play money on Gastelum, and that he's roughly around minus one sixty, minus one seventy oh, right now. On, but I'm waiting for the Gastelum inside the distance line because okay. I think he's gonna land on him and fucking put him okay. out. I think if it goes to a decision, you we could see a Darren Till win. That that would be him probably being super disciplined keeping his range as much as possible and like landing on the outside of Gaslam. But Gaslam does such a good job of closing the distance. The fact that Till has been like deaded like that, the way he was, and Gaslam's got that granite chin and he's got that box. We don't know. We don't know if it's going to like carry over after that Adesanya fight. That, but he, he took still damage. Yeah, but he still never got put out. He he's got dropped like out. three times in but one round worse? and still wouldn't go here's, up. here's a good discussion. What's worse? Is it getting one punch knocked out like Darren Till got? No, no. It's definitely what ha- probably happened to, to, to Gaslam. To, to Gaslam. The, but the but the fact that he didn't go out means maybe his bar is not wasn't still fully depleted. Like he could still take some before he gets put <laughs> out still. Like you know what I mean? But he, if you if you get beat on then put out, that's like the worst. True. So <laughs> so you would rather get just one punch knocked out? I guess, yeah. You get knocked out one time, but his, yo, his head no, 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 no. fucking Cumul- bounce off the no, canvas No, no, no. Too. Accumulation-wise, no, it's no, much no. Worse. Like, it was when he got dropped in the second round against Adesanya, it probably would have been better if he just never recovered. True. Like for his health, long-term health, 100%. Yeah. Like it would have been just better. Adesanya jumped on him, finished him, and that was that. Like he didn't have to go through, drop three times in the fifth, I dropped know, in the th- fourth again. I'm they like, could have stopped that fight in the fifth too. Hundred percent, right? Rogan, if you listen back to that fight, I remember I watched like, it recently it. before the Whitaker. Oh, yeah. yeah, like as soon as Gaslam gets dropped the third time in the fifth, he's like, it, "It's done. He's out. Like it's over. Like stop it." And you're like, "Oh my god!" But he still was somehow fighting, and that I do, that was like a I do pray and hope that we eventually get Douglas Lima in the UFC. But time is kind of running out. He's well, thirty one. Come on, that's not that bad. He has maybe a solid four years of four years potentially fighting top level guys. Yeah, but honestly, if you look at the Bellator um, 
uh, roster. Roster, yeah, that's. <laughs> it's okay. So, wait, what standings, <laughs> rankings? No, no. What am I looking People, for? Roster. Fighters? Yeah, if you look at that, he's kind of beaten all the top guys. No, he beat Paul Daly, who's still yeah. hovering at the top. I guess the only guy is John Fitch, because because he had the draw against Rory, so he might be uh, like the only guy, maybe. Does he maybe start talking about fucking champ champ status now? Does he go up to middleweight uh, and challenge who's the champion now? I'd rather just Lovato. I mean, man, I I'm I'm hoping he looks at it like you know what? I've literally hit the top in Bellator. I beat all the guys. I just won the million dollar Grand Prix. Maybe it's time to go to the UFC and do something new. You know I don't what know. I, mean? I think like he he's I think what he's else just gonna is keep, next? He's gonna keep waiting for the trickle down fighters from UFC that come there or mm. the homegrown talent that Bellator continues to you know pump up. Could be that. Selfishly thinking though, I'm just like, of please course. go to the UFC. Like you've literally hit the. Pinnacle yeah. of the mountain at Bellator. There's nothing left for you. Just go to the UFC. I would love to see what his contract look like. looks like in terms of how many fights he has left and how much he's actually getting paid. Because I think they got like their fight purse and then he got the million on top of that. Uh, no, I'm no, no. no. I think the, the final fight is just the million. So then what, if does, you win it, what did Rory get? Probably like 200k. I think mm-hmm. I think that's how at least it was kind of like that in the PFL where like the loser would get like 200k and then the oh, winner yeah. gets like the million. Mm-hmm. So if you lost if he lost yeah you probably would have still got like 200 but because he won he got the million. So Speaking about the UFC let's get over to fucking UFC Singapore. Um let's start from the bottom of the card at least. Um actually you know what let's just fucking let's just free flow it. Let's just start off with Askren Maya. That one was a little bit depressing. <laughs> kind of, in terms well, of, it most, was bittersweet. It was mostly bittersweet. Mostly because we put like money on Askren, yeah. but yeah. Um, otherwise, like I do like Maya, mm-hmm. but I was also excited to see Askren in the UFC because his grappling like is that good. Yeah. And you wanted to see what type of run he could go on. And yeah. it's just kind of like, oh, it's so deflating now. It's like, ah. Uh, like I think he legit beat Robbie, but there's still the controversy around it. Yeah. Then it's a I'm taking that knockout, as a w. Yeah. And then he gets choked out by Maya right away. It's like he gets knocked out and choked out. Back it's to back. Just fights. like a pin in the balloon, right? I know. The Aspen experiment experiment's kind of like uh, like I don't think he's gonna get a title fight. How can he at this point? There's so many people out there knocking the UFC for doing that trade. But the no. first first thing I think of right away. If we don't do that trade, we don't get Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. We don't get yeah, the Jorge Masvidal yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. superstar that he's become this year. So, Dude, Askren is legit, man. Like, he is. Another thing you have to understand, yes, he got finished by an old Maya, but he also engaged in Maya's strong suit. Whereas the guys who Maya loses to, it's, it's always by, they're always trying to disengage and that's how they that's beat the him. That's the advantage those guys have, though. I think they have a lot better striking than a Ben Askren, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. Maya was still landing some good shots on Ben Askren. It was close, though. Like, right? they were both kind of teeing each other yeah, up with kind of bad Maya striking. Still had some Maya had the crisper yeah. technique, for sure. Ben Askren's striking looked pretty bad, but he was kind of landing more because it seemed like his cardio was, was a little better. I was more scared when Maya landed on Askren. 100%. That's, right? yeah. Askren was landing more, but Maya's shots were better because he was crisper. <laughs> but Askren probably had a little bit of cardio and, and uh, Maya was pacing himself a little more. But my, yeah, that was uh, the the grappling was awesome to watch though. Oh yeah, I fucking I, Thomas and Ben. Ford. I really did think um, Askren would be able to control Maya more because the way Jake Shields kind of did when they fought. Yeah, but man, like Maya won most of the grappling exchanges. Like he kept even, sweeping him. Yeah, as soon as Askren was even on top, it was like 
couldn't do he it. Like he, he just he would do something in reverse or something. It's like holy fuck. The the size difference was very evident as well. Once they had actually like faced off, Maya was way bigger than him. He's bigger, yeah. Like, Maya was coming. Maya, he always surprises everybody. Like when he does these face offs with everybody, he's bigger than all the these guys. He's a big dude. Fucking like everybody was scared for Maya in that fight, in my opinion. And then he comes out there and fucking chokes him out. One minute. Yeah. Like two minutes, maybe 90 seconds, Something two minute like fight. Him. Yeah, easily. Just gets Wraps his back. Wraps him up, gets his back, done. Dude, this is a huge win for him though. Because Ben Askren, you could argue, um, oh, the Jorge fight, it was literally like this one in a million thing. And mm-hmm. he got knocked out. But he's an undefeated fighter outside of that. Now, Damian Myers coming off a win where Ben Askren engaged in the department of fighting that he wins yeah. all of his fights in and so choked him out, choked him out <laughs> and finished him in there like in that area yeah that's massive that's a huge win right so he's number 10 now he is he was number 10 going into the fight against Askren. so Askren dropped no Askren was 11 and oh, so maya was 10 i don't even know if they actually this is probably not even updated. no it's not maya was actually ranked so above Askren going into this fight so i don't think it does much in that regard but <laughs> Three fight win streak and your last fight is a finish over Ben Askren. It should get you a big fight. Damian Meyer calls out Diego Sanchez. He knows his career is done though. Like you know, yeah. I don't. I he wants a couple of more fights. I guess he doesn't need the bigger. But I didn't. I did. Where's Diego? Too, uh, like get, like get a bigger name fight to get more money. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, it was I more don't so think like everyone I, cares to watch a Diego Sanchez. I understand fight. why he calls him out just because like he Diego's been calling him out for a while now. He is a little bit of a name. Look what Michael and Chiesa Damian did. Damian is not on any track to fight for the title. He's not fighting for a title. 100%. But look what Michael Chiesa did to Diego. It's all good. And, and, let Damian go and, and Damian Maia is bigger than Michael Chiesa. I know. But still, let him go get a fucking performance of the night. Quick He's going to... Oh Maybe even gets his, like, a legit highlight reel knockout. I don't think Fuck so. It. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why not? Let's fucking try that out. Maybe that's when Damian Maya should retire. Just match him up with guys he can knock out so he can finally get that knockout win. Uh, so Diego Sanchez and what's another matchup you think sure. would be? I guess the UFC is just going to give it to them because they'll be like, well, you deserve way better. But if you want Diego, here's Diego. Here's Diego, like, yeah. And and for Diego, it's like, well, you're probably going to lose and you shouldn't be fighting, but he's not going to hurt you. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's Damian Maya. <laughs> I was surprised at the amount of damage that Damian was actually able to incur on Ben Askren on the feet too. No, I I, I, I thought if it stayed standing, Maya was going to light his ass up because uh, Askren's actually, bad on the feet. I think I was more so surprised at how long it stayed on the feet. Oh. I felt like it would have gotten to the ground a little bit. Okay. Quicker. That's one thing about the fight that I found surprising. I thought, I thought they Damian would both want to go grapple. I thought Damian would be Askren, inviting of the takedown. Askren was the one who wanted to grapple. Yeah. Maya was resisting the grappling to strike. But when they did engage in grappling, Maya, Maya seemed to be so winning <laughs> it and like almost having the advantage because then he choked him out in the third too. It's like, what the hell is going on here? This is kind of weird. Could have been a little bit of game planning in terms of maybe trying to get Ben Askren to suck wind a little bit more. Yeah. You know I mean, but that could work against him too because we know that Damian Maya doesn't always have the best gas tank when he's being pushed and pressured as well. So, no, but when you engage him in grappling, even if he's tired, he's, he's gonna he's gonna he's still gonna his school you. Just he's gonna school over. you. Yeah, he's still gonna school you. Uh that was uh that but that was a legit incredible win. Like the fact that he finished him, I'm surprised too. I thought if it, that that fight should go to a decision. The fact that Ben Askren uh lost, I just don't know who I truly want to see him go up against if he even has another fight in the UFC. The only matchup that really comes to mind, 
and strictly due to the buildup of it, would be a Colby Covington fight. However, he's fighting for the title next. In okay, December. no, here's here's the problem, right? I would not want to see that fight because I think I think Colby mops him. I exactly like I think when you look at the way Askren's takedowns are and stuff, like he's not going to get Colby down. Colby's going to resist the grappling, and on the feet. Ben Askren is at a disadvantage against anybody in the whole division. Yeah, Colby doesn't have the most crisp striking, but he has pace and pressure and and just everybody just has forward, better striking forward, forward. than Ben Askren, though. Yeah, that's right. the problem. Everybody <laughs> has better striking than Ben Askren. So like, and Colby easily avoided Maya. Yeah. Uh, in in terms of the, I don't know. I just don't see Ben being able to get him down that repeatedly to avoid the striking. I just want to see like who else we could potentially have fight. I ben think Askren, Askren is done I, is he gonna take another fight he didn't seem to hint at retirement but like like dude how do you get back to a title fight now you're you're already 35 i don't know if title he's fight old. is probably his like his he wanted his to do he wanted to now. he wanted to do it to prove he's the best in the world you think he's gonna stick around though a guy like ben askren i would have loved to seen ben askren against tyron woodley that uh, never happen, but though. they're just boys yeah they're yeah. boys. they trained together. that's the unfortunate part I, I don't know what else we could possibly see from him. Like everything else is kind of dangerous for him. Ponznibio, I mean. he could probably beat Ponznibio. To be honest, I think he would be able to get him down. But if that stays on the feet, it's not a good time for him. But that's that's any fight for Ben Askren. The thing yeah. is, he can mostly get guys down. But when you're dealing with a high level wrestler like a Colby or an Usman, or a guy who's also a master in the grappling like Amaya. Mm-hmm. It's bad matchups. Do you want to see Ben Askren fight again? I would like to see him because I still think even though Maya's old and lower ranked, stylistically wise, it's not a bad loss when you think of what Askren has to do to win a fight. He has to engage in the grappling. Yeah. And the guys that Maya has lost to, if they engaged him in the grappling, he probably would have won all those fights. Yeah. If you when you when you really think about None it. None of right? those guys wanted to do but that. But he fully engaged into that realm which is like hot lava for anybody else yeah. like nobody colby he he goes after everybody stayed the hell away from david yeah. maya woodley away usman stood away like whoa did, no 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 usman for the most part yeah he did um i don't remember how much how that fight went too much i don't recall that fight much either actually i remember the first round david <laughs> maya had his back against the cage in that weird position where Usman's uh, hand is hooked back and then the referee broke them up and Rogan was really pissed about oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that the first round? That I'm was sure the first was round, yeah. The and then I think, yeah. I think, I th- yeah, I think from, from that point onward, I don't think he even got him down. I think it was just Usman winning a stand-up fight, but whatever. But either way, yeah, like if you fully engage Maya in the grappling, it's not going to go well for you. So it, it on paper, it might look like a worse loss than it actually is mm-hmm. for, for Ben Askren. So I still think he beats a lot of these top guys. Like who's in the top 10? Uh, Woodley's one, Kobe's two, Masvidal's three, Edwards is four, Dos Anjos is five, like I, is six. I, I think, I honestly think uh, Askren would have a decent chance against Dos Anjos. Yeah, I can see that. He's the bigger guy there. Yeah, just because of the um, size difference and maybe if he can just keep pinning him against the cage and just constantly using yeah, the wrestling. Dos Anjos isn't the most prolific striker, so... I'd say, might, no, Dos Anjos is a solid striker. Though. Like, not he's, like... Uh, not. Good. I don't think he's going to put Ben Askren out. Uh, yeah, that's true. Ben Askren has a good chin. He's so lucky about maybe that. Maybe later in the round, like, if Ben Askren gets a little bit more sloppier with his yeah, takedown like, entries. I could still see him beating all these guys. He's yeah. just had... Like, the Masvidal was just, like, a one in a million. It's almost like a write-off fight to a certain yeah. degree because it's so like come on like 
if if they ran it back, I bet the odds would still be close in that fight. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It didn't say much. But and then the Maya fight just. Gilbert Burns has been uh, calling him out a lot. I wouldn't mind that fight. I, I wouldn't mind that fight either. Burns is 15. That's not uh-huh. bad. Yeah. Honestly, like, but I don't know if Askren wants to take such a lower base That's fight. Like, I, I think mean. he just wants the name fights if he's not going to be able to prove he's the best in the world. Or is, why is he doing it? But it's not like he's getting an extra incentive to fight guys with bigger names in terms of pay. That's like, true. at the end of the day, it comes But recognition, it does help your brand. And recognition, stuff. but like... I feel like that's what he'd want out of this now because he was trying to prove he's the best. And if he can't do that, at least give me some big names so I can prove I'm one of the top guys. At the so least. maybe even like the the loser of... Uh, oh, no, wait. Toe's up at middleweight now. So maybe even the loser of uh, Thompson and Luke, maybe. Like that's next week sure. as well. Or even honestly... The winner. If Till loses to Gasolum, give him Ben Askren in a welterweight fight. Till? Wait, sorry, what say that? Yeah, again? if Till Till loses to Gasolum, maybe Till's not going back to Till Askren. You Till's not going back. He, to he seems he seems intent on so. going back. Okay, I highly doubt he's going to go back. I think once once he f- if goes he through wins, a he'll never week, go back. True, uh, but I don't think that there's much for him to go back at one seventy. Um, this is just a really bad stylistic matchup for him to come back to. At one eighty five, making his one eighty five pound debut because one, you're fighting a guy that should be at one seventy. So even if yeah, you lose to this guy, Kelvin should be at one seventy. He's just he's just. It's not even like he's uh got added muscle in his stocky. He's just fat. Like we it don't we don't get chubby. to see the full extent of what a one hundred and eighty five pound yeah. Darren Till is going to look like because he's not fighting a guy that's technically one hundred and eighty five pounds. He should have gone out there and maybe he's fought fighting like an a, oversized welterweight. Yeah, Jared Cannonier or a Jack Ramson or something like that. Like one of these bigger yeah, guys. Those guys were. I don't know if he'll be the bigger fighter in there. Because he's like, still a big guy. I mean, who, can you imagine like Jared Cannonier versus Darren Till right now? I feel like I'd be scared for Darren Till. Me too, just because we don't know the state of his chin. The, the way Cannonier is looking, and the and when Cannonier touches you, worked, fucking yeah. The uh, way when he touches Jack you, Manson, you feel it. <laughs> yeah, you're getting hurt. Like holy so shit. He's gonna really have to work on his like Tom man defense there because these guys are gonna have a little bit more of a reach, a little bit more of a size to to close that distance. So when he's back here. It may not work for him anymore. Like he's especially when you get a Jorge away. doing the little stutter step and yeah. reaching and just bombing you. Even when the Wonder Boy fight, every time Wonder Boy switched to Southpaw, he, his rain, lack of range and distance management was just like, what the fuck, what the fuck. And Thompson was able to land. Obviously, wasn't able to land enough to to hurt him, but still hitting him. Right? Um, was there anything else notable on the Singapore card that you kind of wanted to go over? Like we're going to get into Johnson and Ray on our other, uh, our our other thing. Uh, deciding splits but in terms of other fights there wasn't nothing else that really stood out Benil Darius went in there and did what he fucking did you know that was actually um, down I, I that thought, was I that thought, was impressive I thought it was really impressive yeah. that was impressive because he engaged in the striking he won the striking he won the striking and then was able to start to Darius is one of those guys like like he looked like shit against Dober and you're like what the fuck but yeah. then if you remember he was he was winning the striking against Barboza in their fight before oh, he yeah. got need, Barboza was getting drowned. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he landed that knee, but Darius was on his ass and he was landing and beating the shit out of Barboza. So a lot he of looks like a. His chin. I thought, it, I, I was like, holy fuck, Darius looked like a world beater here. Then he gets knocked out. Then the Hernandez fight happens and you're like, oh my God, he's fallen back so yeah. far. Then the Dober fight he starts to get pieced up again before he can finally use his submissions. But then in this fight, he comes out against 
a Camacho who looked really good against Nick Hine, who he looked like he was reinvented. Since he's been down at 155. Yeah, Camacho's he looked, looked like he's, he's been reinvented. Fucking Darius comes out and looks like the Barboza version. Like, or the, the one that fought Barboza. Barboza. <laughs> you got this, Tony. You yeah, got version this. <laughs> Barboza. Um, but yeah, he looked like yeah. that, that that version. It was uh When he is impressive. able to put his striking together and uh, if his chin can hold up, this guy's going to be a problem for a lot of people. At 155 with the grappling that he has. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not just his striking, but it, the way he implements his striking is drowning guys. Yeah. That's the thing that really he lands some power. His body kicks too. He's got some power shots, man. You could hear those ones. Yeah, and he's kind of long for that division too. I don't know what it is, but his reach is like yep. it's ridiculous. It just it, it seems maybe like a striking defense issue to a certain degree. Yeah. If he works on that a bit, he I thought like, Camacho was going to be the one to land on him. Like yeah, he has power. In he his looked hands. he looked incredible though. Uh, Cyril Gunn versus yeah, Don Tomes. Did you watch that? Yeah, I I was a little backgrounding that fight a bit because I was kind of expecting Gunn to run through him, and then it, it took longer. Third um, round, yeah, th- knee bar or was that hold? a yeah a heel hook? Heel hook. Heel but hook. It, that, that that seemed like that guy didn't no, care didn't. to defend it. I don't know if I think he tried he tapped to almost immediately. He, he no he it was like as he put it on, he was watching him put it on, and then as soon as it hurt, he tapped. I know a like, lot of people I don't that think last he was trying to defend on, it. Uh, the last two times actually gone fought. Everybody's been betting him to win by KO. He's going out there and submitting these guys. Yeah, that's weird. It's 5-0 and oh now. He was actually the TKO heavyweight champion in Montreal before he came over to... Uh, yeah, okay. to be, uh, yeah, I know he trains with Ngannou. He's, like he's all about his stand-up. In France, they were at that MMA factory Okay, so place. not anymore. Okay, I think he's still in uh, France, but Ngannou's in Vegas now, I think. I'm not 100% PI? sure. PI? Trains with the Something PI? Something at the PI, yeah. Creating a monster over there. Um Staropoli against Salikov was a decent fight. Oh, yeah. That was the one where that guy wouldn't go out. Yeah. Staropoli. Staropoli. Staropoli or something. Yeah, he did get landed on a couple times. In the second round, he was really close to getting finished. That was a back and forth, yeah. Uh, What do you think about my dude, Movzar Evloev? Did you watch that fight? Yes. That was a little bit of a closer fight than I thought it would be. However, he still went out there and won the fight. Barzola's grappling was incredible. Yeah. His ability to, to get back to his feet consistently. Here's the thing. I think Evil Evloev. Evloev. Evloev? Is e- it Evloev? E V L O E V. I thought it was Evloev. The Evloev, way- Evloev. I, I, th- I think on the broadcast, it's called it Movzar. Movzar is his first name. Movzar? Yeah. M O V S A R. Movzar. Okay. Let's call him that. It's easier. <laughs> he, um, he, land- he seemed to land a little more. But yeah. when Barbo- Barzola was landing... He was landing harder. He was landing way harder. So yeah. I think a lot of people actually scored it for Barzola. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. I was seeing a lot of scores for Barzola. Second and third rounds. They were huh. giving it to him. Yeah, for... for, I mean, the grappling was kind of like a wash. Yeah. And then... But I think the striking I, I was still had a little bit of an advantage there. Like, he was getting the better of the exchanges to... To, to score he the was points. definitely more offensive in the fight yeah. too. Like he was initiating the grappling. His he was pace trying to and be, cardio is kind of why intense. I'm so high on him. Like he's if he's gone five rounds a couple of times in M1, okay. his pace is just Constant. go go go. Don't stop. So you know he forward. can do it. But. And he's working on his striking a lot more now with fucking Peter Yan. Well, his striking looked incredible. It was yeah. crisp, like really good. And Defensively, maybe yeah, but yeah, I, I honestly I have to rewatch that fight. When I first watched it, I did have it for um, Brazil. Eve Loyev. There you go. <laughs> You're gonna get that. <laughs> Eve no, yeah, I, I did have it for him. I thought uh, um I thought at least the first and the third. I don't remember actually. Huh. The first for sure, but then the second and the third, I can't remember which one of those I gave to him. But I, I think it was one one going into that third. 
So mm-hmm. I had Ivlova winning the first, Barzola winning the second. Yeah. And then I had Ivlova winning the third. I think I scored third. it probably the same way. Yeah. I think it was there's a couple 30-27s in there from the judges, though. Yeah, I, I, I did because the second and third were kind of similar. And, like, if if you gave... Like if you were looking at volume versus uh, the power, then you're you. I could easily see someone's giving two and three to Ivloev. But mm-hmm. if you were looking at Barzola's power more, you can easily give both of those to him. So I don't know. But for for me, whenever I have a bet on a fight and I hear the judges' scorecards and I hear a thirty twenty seven, um, and I know that my guy won at least one. At round, least one of the like, rounds, and you're like, yeah, we won, good. we won, it's right? Good. But then if it goes the other way and they fucking pull out a Diego Sanchez or some shit, I'm like, I will what? say, that's the reaction. I had during the Johnson Ray decision being announced. You saw Johnson had it, no problem. 100%. Yeah. When you hear 29, 28 times two and 28, 28, you're like, oh, two of the judges didn't give him a 10 8 in the last, so Johnson's about to win it. And then you hear a go for Ray, like, well, <laughs> which of the rounds, not the third, did Ray win, huh? We'll, we'll, we'll get into that in the deciding splits. The like, I definitely want to go over at least two rounds when we do that one. Um, uh, Rafael Fiziev was actually very impressive against Alex White. I love that guy striking. I'm not sure if you watched that. Uh, that was one where I literally just had the audio in the yeah. background and did not hear. He, it, it seemed like he just outclassed. I him. think he's one of the lead coaches at Tiger Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. So the guy is like a motherfucker for Alex real. White is kind of just mediocre. Yeah. Uh, Loma Lukbumi, she had a pretty impressive performance against Albu. Not sure why it was a split decision. It should have been a clear 29-28 for her. She's somebody that everybody should look out for. Um I think that Yoder Marcos was whatever. Don't really give a fuck about that. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I I I watched that fight fully. That was a pretty decent fight. Um, I thought Marcos easily got it. I don't see where the split came from. It shouldn't have been a split. Yeah, it that was one where Marcos. I'm like split. Like yeah. she clearly out like on the feet. Yoder, move your fucking head yeah, for I God's know. sake. It was weird because Marcos wasn't even like setting up the strike she would yeah. just throw the bomb like it wasn't a feint it and wasn't hidden behind us it was just throwing the same strike and you would, wouldn't move her head the the funniest part of that fight though was as soon as it started um the it's a it's a southpaw versus orthodox so they're trying to win the battle and they went right to the side right yeah i was cage. like and the announcers kept calling it out too <laughs> felder and hardy like this is perplexed. like what the fuck is going on jeez like i have a little bit of cage awareness about where the fuck you are because you especially if you're actually you're you're putting yourself in a much worse position getting against the cage because rather marcus probably wants to kind of take you down and grapple fuck you which i actually found interesting that yoder was the one initiating and actually um like she does she, have good jujitsu though so i'll give her that so i understand she, why she'll probably she was the one like getting the takedowns but then marcos would easily be able to like fight through all of it and then reverse on her it seemed but yeah there's a little bit of a possible fight lack of fight iq there for yoder like yeah you want to win the footwork battle there but don't do it at an expense for the grappling battle right come on bitch Uh (laughs) um any other big news that like did you see the whole connor shit now oh this is actually something i wanted to say there is no way we are getting three fights out of Connor in 2020. No way. Is Zero that chance. is that what he's saying? Zero chance. He's like, he wants January, whoever the fuck it is. It's looking like it's probably going to be Cowboy. He does want to be active, but I would never think a guy like Connor would ever fight more I than almost, twice a year. I almost want to go with the John Anik route and do like a tattoo bet of whether Connor will fight fucking three times in 2020 because I don't think he will. Who do you, okay? Let, so he did let, January. He's saying okay. Cowboy. Uh, cowboy he didn't say an opponent but it seems like the front runner is cowboy cowboy or gaichi but i think cowboy might be the one that gets it gaichi should get it but 
then after that he wants to fight the winner of Jorge and Diaz. For yeah, the for BMF the BMF title. Yeah, because he wants to do the trilogy and he thinks that Nate will actually win that fight. Yeah. Which I might not be completely mad at putting a little bit of money on Nate Diaz at significant dog gods. But, uh, and then he wants to fight the winner of Khabib and Ferguson. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. At the end of that, I don't know, man. That seems like a crazy plan. I don't know if the... Like, he says he wants to remain active. Once you're at the top, you don't fight more than twice a year, if not mostly once a year. Like, when you're at that level, like, how are you going to fight three times it's in a year? It's all a publicity yeah, fucking so. bullshit. Like that's my thing. to take it away That's from my thing that with Connor. Shit. I hear shit. I read it. I say, cool. I move on. I don't think about it. Because it's just like, it's it's just all talk. Yeah. And until it's actually announced and going to happen, you get in the cage. It doesn't, it's not real. And when it is, I'll watch. But I'm not going to get hyped about all this stuff anymore. Like He just, has that, just, like, Floyd Mayweather thing about him where Floyd... He's not the happiest being retired because he still wants to be talked about. So mm-hmm. he'll do and say and have a fucking exhibition fight against that fucking kid, whoever that Japanese yeah. kid. Like he'll do these weird things to try to keep his name still out there. And I think Connor, especially with all the scandal that he's you wrapped you up have, in right you have now, to do that, yeah. he needs to get out there in front of it and kind of like go back to what he's known for, which is fighting and why people love him, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not, it's really hard for me to believe that we'll get him three times a year or three times next year. I believe we'll get him at least once. <laughs> I'll give him that. We'll get him at well, least once. Well, it seems once. like he's actually signed for the January 18th. Did you date. see that, though? There were no plans for a pay-per-view in January. But now they're talking about doing a pay-per-view because Connor is deciding to come back. Well, <laughs> Right? They don't normally do pay-per-views in January anymore. Like this Well, you're week. right, because they have the end of the year one, December 29th or whatever. So how are you going to have a pay-per-view three weeks after that? That's a little strange. There was two pay-per-views in December last year, if I'm not mistaken. I believe there was... Uh, 232 which yeah, was at the, the beginning the year, yeah and then 231 was the toronto one yeah but and then they refused to have one in january all right that's interesting so i don't mind it he should dev- look how do you give it to the guy that gaichi beat if gaichi wants that fight like if gaichi won against cowboy he should be able to just whatever cowboy fight gets if gaichi wants that he should be able to walk right in man <laughs> I know it's Connor's world. Yeah, but I think guess the whole thing is, oh, well, Connor's coming off a loss and Cowboy's coming off two losses, so they want to give Connor an easier fight to get a win in and rebuild. Mm-hmm. So that's the and I, I truly think Connor against Gaethje that would be a tough fight for Connor for sure. If he didn't put if Gaethje's not sleeping by the end of like midway through the second. That's probably going to be, be a tough. bad fight for Connor, especially with how much Connor does start to suck when after that three and a half. Yeah, and the way Gaethje's been looking recently, holy shit! One fun thing I I want to do at the end of every episode is kind of play Tony Bookmaker, Tony oh, okay. Odds Maker, actually. Oh yeah, okay. Because I'm you pretty seen, decent at this. Have you seen uh, the odds they've released for Connor versus Cowboy or Connor versus Gaethje? No. Okay. No, I haven't. Okay. Let's do let's do Connor versus Cowboy first. Okay. Um. Uh, minus one seventy Connor plus one forty Cowboy. God damn! That's say that again one more time. Minus one seventy Connor, plus one forty <laughs> Cowboy. MMA trader, I think you have a competition for your job. This guy's minus one sixty Connor, plus one thirty. Okay, what's up? Yeah, plus one thirty Cowboy. That's the range. Yeah. And what about Gaethje and Connor? I would go in that one. I'd probably go with a minus minus two hundred Gaethje plus one sixty Connor. A little bit off on that one. Okay. Uh minus one fifty five Gaethje. Oh wow! Plus one fifty 
plus 125. I would That's actually he, a Bodog at Bet Online. Gaethje's down to minus 125. That's insane. But I think uh, most of these places have like, uh, like, uh, uh, terms and conditions where like if this fight doesn't happen by the end of 2019 yeah. or some shit I, I feel like if those fights were booked and those odds came out like that they'd swing I think I think the that that's what I want to test you on though I, was, I want to test you on the opening line okay yeah I don't want to test enough. you on like, once the market but I feel gets like when when the MMA experts come in they'd be like they steam the line Gaethje's only that big yeah. of a favorite what the fuck who's making these odds right there's now? so many like, times what? where that happens where like they release it's definitely overinflated line. because of the name right Connor oh for sure so yeah fair Absolutely. enough fair enough but that's I I would think it it would settle around minus two hundred for Gaethje. Yeah, uh, I I could see that. I think a lot of people would put money on Gaethje for sure. <laughs> yeah, especially I, I, being I active, how he's been looking, yeah. all that type of stuff. I completely forgot they changed uh, <coughs> uh, that Russia card. The main events now: Magomed Sharipov against Qatar. Cater. Yeah, they pulled it off the Boston card. Poor poor Qatar. Well, it was Cater. supposed to be the main event, or sorry, co main event. Then we had Volkov and. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're like, Shop talked JDS. about it too. He's like, oh, hey, Calvin Cater, you know you were going to fight in your hometown? Now, Scratch that. <laughs> now, now you're going to be fighting that dude in but his But it's hometown. still a three-rounder, eh? Okay. So even bad. though they bumped her up to a main event, But he's got to fly out. It's definitely a disadvantage for Calvin Cater, man. True. And Greg Hardy, let's talk about that real quick before we end this. Good step up. Good for him. I mean, he's you know, taking a hard fight. Like, this is a legit win if he gets it. I'm very surprised that he did take this fight. Yeah. Um. It... Three rounder, it's a winnable fight. Hundred percent, it is a winnable fight for him. Uh, Volkov, you, you, if you get in close and pressure him, you can land that bomb. Derek Lewis showed that. Well, as soon as he started pressuring him at the end of the third, Volkov wasn't moving much. He just kept swinging those bombs and got him. Oh, don't remind me of that. Yeah, yeah, you That's had the money on, and Volkov. he was easily like winning that. It was fight. like thirteen seconds away from fucking winning that fight. Um, yeah, no, I, I think if he gets past Volkov, it's it's almost a, a gift and a curse for him because it will kind of He's validate him. And then he's fast-tracked. Then put him in there with JDS. Put him in there with Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is supposed to fight uh, Blagoy even on I still weekend. think even if he beats Volkov, I think they would still go more sideways than up. Like maybe yeah. give him like like someone still a little lower down. Like maybe like a... No, Justin Willis is cut, isn't he? Or no, or, or is he? I don't know. There was that controversy. But maybe uh, like a Justin Willis. Because then it's like, oh, what about a guy who... Yeah, I, I, would, I would maybe give him someone like that. Maybe an Augusto Sakai. Something like that, exactly. Right? Wald Harris is supposed to fight over. That's assuming he wins. Now, most likely, you see he, the odds he, on that? He, he can get finished and knocked out in the first round. Or sorry, he can finish Volkov in the first round. But Volkov, if he fights even a little smart, should be able to keep him at length. And Greg Hardy showed some good discipline in that fight, though. He did. Right? He did. Um, Did you see the odds for Volkov and Hardy? No. I would think, think Volkov is a slight favorite. Like minus... 180 minus 180 currently the plus 150 at five dimes he's minus 305 oh he's so he's a big favorite yeah i'd put a i i may put like a okay skill wise that's that's makes like, sense that's what the line should be yeah but it's just hardy is such a monster of an athlete and like what if he just goes you know what like i'm coming in on short notice i got nothing to lose i'm just gonna rush this guy and bomb him see if i can and run. He just like in the Derek Lewis fight, Volkov kind of succumbs to it. Like I could see that happening. So I, I'd potentially look at a small bet on Greg Hardy just because that yeah. factor alone. Right? Yeah, he's massive too, though. He's fucking huge. He he's thick huge. as fuck. He's a thick. Volkov's going to be slightly bigger than him here, but that's more so length. Yeah, but like stocky height, and like like big. Oh, he's, he's huge. very powerful. 
I'd say that's pretty much about it for this yeah. episode, right? Yeah, not not too much happening. It wasn't yeah. a very exciting week, but even though there was three fights, now cards, we got the BMF like, event though. Yeah, that's going to be. Great. I can't wait for that. We got we got some plans for that weekend. Yeah, we're getting together. Tony's making his Get some food. His acclaimed fry supreme. My I fry fucking supreme. love him. Probably the best fry supreme you'll ever have. Out My there. take on fry supreme. And then we go out to Hungry Hollow. Shout out to Hungry Hollow in Georgetown uh, to grab some brisket. Throw that shit on top of there because that shit is so good. Oh yeah. So good. Total food event. We only we them. only bust the shit out when it's like a big event. Food coma with a big UFC event. It's a <laughs> great time. All the J's yeah. and yeah. fucking all the food. <laughs> that's it, man. I can't fucking wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> and that's one of those events where we're going to be like first prelim on. Yep. So. The whole day. No fucking background shit. That day is like, a, yeah, oh yeah. No, it's no, UFC, no. food. That day is a complete write-off or anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good weekend. Let's put it that way. Fuck yeah. All right, that's it for this episode of the Combatter Stories. We'll be back next week as always, but we're going to shortly uh, record Deciding Splits, and that will be released today on Sunday. And then obviously you guys are going to hear this on the Monday afterwards. Uh, but we'll be back next week. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Hit us with a comment if you disagree with anything me or Tony say. Yeah. Happy to talk some <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm going to get Tony There's to get on there be. as well. And again, make sure you guys follow him on Twitter oh. at chudes c-h-e-w-n-s i'm always gonna have it at the bottom of the video as well and then follow me at m-m-a-l-o-t-n uh and let's just fucking talk some shit thanks for joining us we'll see you guys next week